the reason why we eat protein is because it's the only macronutrient, like carbohydrates and fat don't perform this function at all. When you mm -hmm. eat that protein, it literally breaks down that protein into little individual amino acids and helps rebuild the proteins inside of you. Protein from outside of you becomes protein inside of you. It's like a raw building material that you utilize to rebuild your body. If you do resistance training, if you do weightlifting without consuming amino acids or protein, it actually is not ultimately net muscle protein positive. You are actually not going to build muscle. It ends up being catabolic. Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy, or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Let's go. Hey, you're on air with Ella. Today, I am joined by Angelo Keeley. And Angelo, we have so much to talk about in the world of amino acids. I am thrilled you're here. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Ella. I'm honored. Could you tell everybody before we jump in who you are and what you do? My name is Angelo Keeley, and I lead a company called Keon, and we make a variety of supplements, but our real focus is in amino acid nutrition. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk with you because, Angelo, you you know this. We have been having perimenopause experts. We've been talking to doctors and practitioners who specialize essentially in that window between, say, age 35 and 55. Now, there's room on both sides of that. I'm just generalizing right now. And I'm currently obsessed with topics like building strength, keeping strength, aging really well, getting enough protein, giving uh, our bodies what it needs. I personally, as a plant eater and not a meat eater, much to my chagrin, um, I personally struggle with getting enough protein. Every time I talk to a practitioner, she's like, you have got to be getting, for me, 90 to 125 grams of protein a day. And, and Angelo, I'm like, I'm like hovering at 60. So I got really, really interested in this topic, which led me to the important role of amino acids. And it's come up on the show several times. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to talk to somebody about amino acids, I'm going to talk to the guy who founded the company of the product that I take. And here we are. So I take Keon Aminos and I want to tell my listener family that this is not a commercial for Keon Aminos. However, there's a reason I take your product and there's a reason you founded the company. And I thought it would be useful to get all of this information on the table for that reason. Sounds great. It's, I mean, I'm an open book. Let's go. Okay, I want to really focus on building and maintaining muscle and amino acids. Then I want to talk about amino acids role in not just body composition, but our energy and sort of managing again, that bracket between the ages of 35 to 55. So I'm going to share with you everything I know about amino acids. And that's going to take about 0.5 seconds. And then I have a ton of questions for you. All right, let's go. I can't, I can't wait okay. to hear what you, what, what you know. Okay, here's what I know. I know that amino acids form the proteins that make up our muscles, our hormones, our organs, our hair, skin, and nails, all of that stuff. And to maintain healthy cellular function, our bodies are constantly breaking down those proteins and rebuilding them. How am I doing so far? It's pretty accurate. I like the healthy cellular function. I mean, overall, to just maintain healthy proteins, functional proteins. Yeah. 
Okay, to maintain healthy proteins that are functioning properly in our body to make all those other things I just talked about like work well, like our organs. <laughs> but when the proteins are broken down, some amino acids are reused and some are garbage and we pee them out. That's it. All right, I get an A so far in remedial amino acid science, but here's <laughs> where I need you. Because to compensate for the discarded amino acids, our bodies break down muscle to supply those amino acids that we need? Is that right? That is what happens if you don't eat protein or you don't consume like free form essential amino acids in your diet. So unless we have a surplus of the nine essential amino acids, then our bodies will break down muscle to supply them. It, maybe surplus is not the right word, a sufficient amount. Okay. So basic idea, like you've described, our body, over half of our solid mass, all those things that you described are made up of proteins and they're in this constant state of turnover to refresh, be healthy new proteins. When that happens, you lose some of the amino acids that make them up. And so the reason why we eat protein, like the reason why your doctor is telling you to eat protein more is because it's the only macronutrient like carbohydrates and fat don't perform this function at all. When you eat that protein, it literally breaks down that protein into little individual amino acids and helps rebuild the proteins inside of you. Protein from outside of you becomes protein inside of you. It's like a, like a raw building material that you utilize to rebuild your body. And so it's not so much a sur, what, there's different things happen if there's a surplus, but you need enough. You need, you need a lot. And a lot of people need a lot more protein than you think you need in order to help support all those things that you described in the body. Yeah, and here's the kicker. The body can make non-essential amino acids, right? Yep, when you eat a piece of, when you eat some protein, and it could be quinoa, it could be protein inside of quinoa, or it could be protein inside of a chicken breast. Inside of that protein, there's 20 different types of amino acids, like 20 different little forms that, that amino acids can come in, they're called dietary amino acids. Nine of them are essential, 11 are non-essential. And one of the key things, which you just mentioned is the thing that makes the essential ones essential is that you have to eat them. You have to consume them. But the non-essential ones, your body can actually synthesize them. It can turn essential amino acids into the other type of non-essential amino acid. Lots of people don't realize our bodies are pretty amazing. It can convert different types of substrates into other things. Okay, so the body can make non-essential amino acids, but essential amino acids have to come from what we eat or drink. And so that's like meat, eggs, plant proteins, or amino acid supplementation. Yes. I, what I did not know until I started doing my homework, Angela, was that I might be building muscle because of my practices, right? Because I'm training, because I'm lifting, because I'm exercising, but I'm not getting the results that I want if I don't have enough essential amino acids. Is that right? That's correct. But I would actually say one thing more. If you do resistance training, if you do weightlifting without consuming amino acids or protein, it actually is not ultimately net muscle protein positive, you're actually not going to build muscle. It ends up being catabolic because you, you, you encourage the turnover, but then you don't consume enough of the raw materials, the amino acids, their protein to help rebuild the muscle and to help make it bigger. So it's not going to help you build new muscle. It will like, for example, if you don't have enough protein, you don't have enough amino acids and you train, you do resistance training, you're going to, you're going to tell the body you want this muscle protein turnover. You want to break down the existing proteins and rebuild them. So you are going to refresh them to a degree, 
but you're going to have less because you didn't consume the building block. So it actually doesn't, it does not work without consuming amino acids or protein. So this is like, I don't think people know this. We're out here trying to do our resistance training, you know, trying to do our best and not always getting the results that we need. And I'll be honest with you, Angelo, and I actually think, I think you default to this as well. I try to get what I can from natural sources. Like I try to eat in a way that my body gets what it needs. But I personally have found that there are some supplements that make a huge difference in my life. So I have to add to now. Maybe I didn't need to when I was 20. I don't know. Wasn't buying supplements when I was 20. But here I am just like a couple years later. And I need to add some things because my diet is not sufficient. Now, am I the exception because I'm a plant-based eater? Or is this true that people who eat meat probably also need to supplement with amino acids? And I recognize that I'm talking to the guy that has an amino acid supplementation company, <laughs> but I also know that you'll talk to us straight. Yeah. So I'll give you probably not the most satisfying answer, but then we can break it down. It depends. And it depends on a lot of things. It depends on your age, depends on your um, level of uh, exercise, like how active you are. Um, it can actually depend also on your gender during certain periods of time. Um, and it also has to do with diet. So, I mean, I think we just, I can, I'll try to quickly summarize each one of those, and then you can pick up with whatever questions you want to know more about. Let's just start with diet. Overall, most people, and this sounds like what this is your doctor's recommending to you, if you're a relatively active person, you want to be aiming for about one gram of protein per pound of body weight per day. So for simple math, if you weigh 100 pounds, that means you want to get 100 grams of protein per day. And it could be a little less, a little more, like it doesn't have to be perfect, but that's generally what you want. So you want to be getting that 100 grams of protein. That said, not all protein is equal. And so this brings up, you know, animal versus plant protein based diets. Both can work to help you get what you need. That said, when you're evaluating how good a protein is, it, it comes down to a couple of things. One is how digestible is it? So when you eat it, how easy is it for your body to actually break it apart and get the individual amino acids from it? A second piece is which amino acids are in it. And so it does happen to be that things like eggs, milk, and meat are much higher in those essential amino acids that we talked about earlier than most plant proteins. So plant proteins have less of them. And those are not only the ones your body can't make, they're actually the active component. They're the thing in the protein that, that tells your body to start building muscle. So they're really, they're very, they're not only like the thing your body can't make, they're the potent part of it. They're the, they're the, the thing you most want from the protein. So if you're just comparing, you know, eggs, milk, meat to a plant protein, you probably need even more grams of plant protein. And that, and that brings up one other issue just in a practical way for people. Plant protein has a lot of other stuff in it, namely carbs. So to get the same amount of protein, say from legumes and rice as you would from a piece of meat, you have to eat more total grams of just like mass. And it has a lot of carbs in it, so it's more caloric. So you're eating a lot more calories. So you probably need to be even more active if you're going to be plant-based. So for that reason, I think Typically, what does happen to people on a plant-based diet is they don't eat enough protein because it means they have to eat so much, unless they're super active. Like if you're an endurance athlete and just hardcore, you know, running 10 miles a day, like you might be that hungry. But for most normal people, they're like, they're just not hungry enough to eat that much. 
And I think that that's where some people get misled. Like a lot of people get to be 35, 40, 45, and their body isn't responding the same way that it used to. And so then they calorically restrict. And and we're here and many, many people have come on the air to say like, that's not the move. <laughs> so presuming other things, none of this happens in a vacuum, presuming that you have a decent activity level, you are pointing out again to us that restricting calories is going to have the net result of restricting nutrients that we actually need in order to get the result that we are after. I just wanted to underscore that, Angelo, before we, before we went on. Which just gives maybe all the more reason why it's maybe cliche to say, but as you get older, it's like, oh, I have to watch what I eat more. I think it is the case. You need to focus more on really nutrient dense foods. We were just talking about like Halloween and I'm thinking about my kids eating candy and like, I don't, you know, I'm like, I'm not as worried about it. Like, whereas for me, like I eat that candy, like it's, there's no nutrient. I mean, there's, there's sugar in it, which is an energy source, but it's like, there's no nutrients in it. I have to be more careful. I have to eat things that actually have meaningful nutrients in them, whether they're macronutrients or micronutrients. Yeah, I hear you. So in summary, when it comes to diet, is it fair to say, and this is a bold statement, but is it fair to say that if you do not eat meat or you don't eat much meat, and personally, I think a lot of people could eat a lot less meat and be healthier, but that's just my own very biased opinion. But if you are not eating a meat-centric diet, you probably should be looking into amino acid supplementation. So just so I don't come off overly pushy for like supplements, I think you can do it, but you need to pay without supplementation, potentially outside of like an aging population. I think now we get to like what happens when you age, but you need to pay a lot of attention to what you're eating. You need to be really looking at like any additional fats you don't really need because you're trying to eat a lot of grains and legumes and these things that have proteins in them. And you're gonna have to eat so much of them that you can't be eating like other types of non-protein rich calories. Otherwise it's going to be, it's not going to work for you. So if, to, to stay healthy, right? To maintain lean mass, but also not get like overweight or um, not feel really sluggish because you're eating so much. So I think you have to work a lot harder. If you choose a plant-based diet, I do think you have to work harder to think about what you're eating. That said, meat-based eaters can like eat all kinds of junk food and not be healthy as well. So I think supplementation makes more sense for the plant-based eater. And the reason for that is because this is outside of age. When we get into age, it gets even more compelling. So one scoop of say essential amino acids, like what's in Keon aminos is many times more powerful gram for gram than, than just one gram of protein. There's studies, and this is slightly older populations where three grams of essential amino acids is equal to 20 grams of a protein powder. Say that again. Yeah. So three grams of amino acids, essential amino acids is equal to 20 grams of a whey protein. So over six times the impact of muscle protein synthesis. So just think you, for example, if I had one scoop of this, one scoop of Keon aminos is five grams of essential amino acids. It's the equivalent in some cases of 30 grams of protein. It's super concentrate. And <laughs> like, I think about like, if you like do, um, you get the super concentrate soap, you can have like, imagine like you can use one sixth the soap, right? You can use one sixth the amount of total quantity and get that impact. And that's for an animal protein. So I think for people that are on a plant-based diet where you're already kind of challenged because you're having to like mm -hmm. eat a lot more food to get in the protein. If you supplement with something like essential amino acids, you're getting this huge impact. You're getting the equivalent of three, four, five, six times the amount of protein as you would normally get 
from that plant-based source from from supplementing with this so it makes it easier rather than having to eat you know another 30 60 grams of protein to get to these higher upper limits i would never recommend replacing the daily allowance or like not eating whole food diets but you're eating a whole food diet you're eating plant-based because that's important to you you supplement with like a few scoops of this per day you multiply that by four or five times and like boom you're at this much higher um daily amount of kind of estimated protein relative to the essential amino acids that you're getting and how potent they are. Okay. Yeah. You can raise your baseline. I get that. And yeah, I would think if someone's completely vegan, like there's no way they're getting enough amino acids in their diet unless they've, you know, unless they have really cracked the code. Okay. Angelo, do you want to talk about age or gender next, which makes the most sense? Let's do age because I think gender is a layer on top of it. So very simple with age. As we get older, we are not as good at digesting protein meaning when we eat it and we break it apart and we try to get the little amino acids out, we're simply not as good at it in the simplest terms. Like many things in life as we get older, our function is not quite as high. Similarly, we're not as sensitive to stimulate new protein synthesis. So when you, when you consume protein or amino acids and you're younger, it tells the body, hey, build new proteins. Also, when you're younger, if you do resistance training, you start lifting weights, it tells the body, hey, do, do, break down these existing proteins and let's build new ones. Let's build new muscle. As we get older, our body becomes less and less responsive to those stimuli, to the eating of protein, to the amino acids, to resistance training. And so what happens is someone who was eating a high protein diet, doing resistance training, as they age, they will find they get less and less benefit from the exact same activities that they participated in earlier when they were younger. And that is one of the things, this is assuming someone who's who's active, that leads to sarcopenia. Sarcopenia is the loss of muscle mass as we age. And it really starts around age 30, but then it progressively gets much worse at age 40, 50, 60, 70. But by age 50, it, it's very significant for most people. Honestly, by age 40, I think it's something like um, 1% of, you start losing 1% of muscle mass per year, but you can lose up to 10% of strength per year in your 40s. So you just, the, the functioning of your muscles, and it, and it makes sense. Your body's just like not as invested in trying to stay super robust in that way. So one of the key reasons then why supplementing with something like essential amino acids during, in response to aging is that you can overcome some of that resistance because you can formulate essential amino acids to have higher amounts of certain amino acids like leucine, isoleucine, valine relative to the others. And because your body doesn't have to digest it, you don't have that uh, digestive issue where your body's not having to break it down. You consume it, it immediately goes, I mean, almost immediately goes into your blood. And we found that the higher of the peak concentration, meaning a lot of concentration of essential amino acids in your blood, hitting the muscle at once, that's what tells the muscle to build the new muscle, to build new proteins. So you basically overcome these things. So for someone who's young, if I were to take essential amino acids when I was 25, it will be about two to three times the impact of muscle protein synthesis as if I consume the same amount of like a whey protein powder. Okay. I'm giving the example of whey protein because it's like, it's a very ideal protein source. Not, and I'm not saying for necessarily for plant-based eaters, but if you just talk pure science, right? Um, as I get older, as I gave the example earlier, by the time you're 60, it's going to be six times the impact of that whey protein. 
Because, wow. yeah, and that's because our body simply, it's not that the, that the essential amino acids necessarily got so much better. It's that they can overcome that resistance that the protein cannot. Okay. And the bioavailability that you're describing is because you're, if you are drinking amino acids, they're immediately or almost, this is the USA Today version. It's not PubMed. Yeah, yeah, we can be general yeah. here. It's immediate. <laughs> it re- it re- it's, it's remarkably quick though, really. Okay. It's immediately Minutes. absorbed versus digested like a meal. Is that fair? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So question before we keep going in this vein, does it matter when you take it? In other words, does it need to be consumed before, during, or after exercise? And if you didn't exercise that day, should you skip it? Like, Talk to me about that for a second. Basically, any time of day, it is good. There are certain benefits to different times of day. So before, during, after exercise is going to increase your performance in the exercise. It's going to make it to where you have more energy. You don't get as uh, fatigued on a muscular level. You have better recovery time. You'll be able to get back to the gym or running or whatever you're doing more quickly. And you actually get more out of the workout. It amplifies the amount of the muscle protein that's synthesized and that's built in that workout. So it's basically going to improve the overall workout and mean that you get more from the workout. That said, especially for people who are aging, taking it on days when you don't work out and this is like, I think kind of mind boggling to people because I think they think it's only when you work out does this happen. So when you lift weights, you stimulate new muscle to be built. If you just take free form essential amino acids, you also stimulate muscle to be built. What? So, yeah. So taking it on days off is an ideal solution. Also taking it in between meals. Like if you eat every, you know, four to six hours, taking it in between those periods will ensure that you get like one more spike of muscle protein synthesis during the day to help you build and retain muscle. So I think if you're an athlete, that's really important. But if you're an aging adult, like if you're in your forties or later, and you're really trying to maintain that muscle mass, it's an excellent technique to actually take it in between your meals, take it on days when you don't train, but also don't take it on days when you train. I was today years old when I learned that because I use amino acids in my sport bottle. If I did not get to work out or train that day, then I don't take it. And what you're telling me is that it's actually beneficial in a slightly different way. Like it operates differently in your body depending on the time you take it. Yeah. I mean, really, it does a very similar thing. It, it it helps you stimulate new muscle protein. Like that's It does the same thing. If you combine it with exercise, it's like extra good. Okay. But more bang it, for your buck. More bang for... But doing it on its own, if you're not exercising, like it's a... You could say more bang for your buck, but if you're not going to exercise that day and you're not doing anything that day, the idea of at least taking the amino acids is a net positive benefit overall for your muscle. So why would you not take it on the day when you don't train? Right. Okay. This is so good. Okay. 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 So we were talking about aging and how protein, how differently you metabolize it, how differently you use it, how hard it is to hold on to it. Like just basically aging is difficult. (laughs) Basic idea is like your ability to digest it. And then the way that your body responds to amino acids, like it's not as it's, it doesn't respond to the amino acids like, oh, let's build new muscle the way that it used to. But when you take free form essential amino acids, it does. Okay. How does this apply to women specifically? And again, we're really talking like women over 35. So we can call it what we want. (laughs) But how, how does this benefit women specifically? So everything that we just discussed is 100% relevant to women, just as relevant to women as it is to men. So I just want to name this is like all additive. The other thing that 
happens with our bodies is when we undergo some type of stress or hormonal changes. And like when we experience stress, it's like different hormones being released in general too. So even like stress responses are basically changes in hormones. So when we undergo different types of stress, and this could be from injury, disease, or it could be natural things like changes in life. And so I guess when I'm describing perimenopause, I'm actually thinking about changes in hormones that women experience during this period. And when those things occur, what happens is to different degrees, our bodies even further deprioritize the maintenance of muscle and building new muscle. And the reason for that is because you're just trying to prioritize just like basic use of like your energy, right? You're not thinking like, oh, I'm trying to stay strong and robust. You're just trying to survive this period of time in a way. And so it's clear that while there's that decrease in the responsiveness to resistance exercise and to eating protein as we age across both genders, women experience it even more in perimenopause than men do. Um, And so the potential benefits for them, again, I think it's the same kind of thing where it's like, you've been trying to eat healthy, you've been trying to maybe eat higher protein, you're, you're training several days a week. And suddenly it's like, gosh, it seems like I'm not getting the same benefits that I used to get. Like, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't feel quite as good from the exercises maybe as I used to. My lean muscle actually seems like I'm losing some of it, like I'm getting kind of softer and just the, what used to work really well, maybe doesn't work as well. And it's, uh, I guess, normal in terms of that. that's naturally what happens to women in that period. But there are ways to overcome it through things like this type of supplementation. Again, a perfect example would be like on days when you're not training in between meals, because during those periods, let's just say, for example, you used to do resistance training, you know, go to the gym four days a week and you've maintained great figure and you felt really good this whole period of your life. And suddenly it's like, gosh, it's like, I feel like I'm like losing my figure. or I don't feel quite as good from it. If you started to supplement with the essential amino acids before your training, you're going to increase the amount of total protein synthesis that you get from that training to help get back to it, maybe even be at a higher level than what you used to get when you didn't take essential amino acids with resistance training. And if you supplement on days when you're not training, then again, you're creating these additional cues to your body to build and maintain muscle throughout the week, in addition to whatever you were doing before. Can you help me understand amino acids relative to two other products, one I used to take and one I'm taking now? So the first one, because I've talked about it on the air before, is branch chain amino acids, also known as BCAAs. And I used to talk about the benefits of BCAAs on this platform. And I would like to rewrite that narrative a little bit so people understand the difference between BCAAs and essential amino acids. It's just a, it's a, just a, an iteration. And it's really an iteration of like the science. So branch chain amino acids, BCAAs, are three of the essential amino acids. And in many ways, they're three of the stars. I'd say they're three of like the four star players on the team or in the band, whatever you want to call like this group of nine. And we used to think, oh, you only need those three. If you just consume those three, then it will do all these things that I've been describing. Like it'll stimulate muscle protein synthesis. It'll help with recovery. It'll do all these things. And what we have uncovered is that you really need the other six. And on top of that, you need them in certain proportions to each other. So in short, 
BCAAs is older science that we have since, uh, and I'm not saying key on, I'm saying like the research academic community, hundreds of papers have since proven and shown they're basically a waste of, they're, they're a waste of your money on, on their own. You really need to consume them with the other six. So if you take a full spectrum essential amino acid supplement like Keon Aminos, you're getting the branch chain amino acids plus the other six that are required to do everything that we've talked about on the show. Okay. So what I just heard you say is that I had 15 years of expensive urine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting. There's, if you consume them with certain types of food, if you were like, there's ways in which maybe you're getting benefits from them, but yeah, they were, they were not, yeah, they were pretty expensive urine. <laughs> okay. Well, we are doing the best we can with what we have and we are, we exactly. are listening, we are growing. <laughs> We are evolving. Okay. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is creatine. And Angelo, that is something that I never took before. You know, I thought that was like bro science. I thought that was like what the big dudes in the gym took um, to get bigger. And I have since learned the error of my ways. And I will I will actually tag the show I did with Dr. Stacy Sims, where she explains why creatine is beneficial. But could you just educate us in terms of like, is that complementary uh, to taking amino acids? Is it related at all? Or is there any relationship there that you could clarify for us? In short, it's complementary. And okay. I'll explain why. Technically, creatine actually is an amino acid, but it's, it's not one of those 20 dietary. It does something different than essential amino acids, but it's related. So creatine actually is a source of energy. When you consume creatine, you basically load up the cells and the muscle with creatine phosphocreatine stores. And most people are familiar with like your aerobic energy or anaerobic energy source. Like if you're just, if you're running slowly, you're in the aerobic. When you start running faster, you get into the anaerobic. And it's basically just like how your body converts energy in your body to create ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate, like kind of the native energy source of your body. There's, there's this other energy source called the phosphocreatine energy system. And that system is for very intense short bursts. So let's say you're lifting weights and you typically could do 10 reps. It's the thing that if you have extra stores of that phosphocreatine in the cells, you're going to be able to do 11, 12, 13 reps. So it creates a very readily available energy source for intense energy bursts. And so that is why typically bros in the past used to like it is because it would help them get stronger, it would help them lift more. Um, on top of that though, there have been advances in creatine. And so um, full disclosure, like Keon, we, ha we have a creatine and we use a, a specific kind called Creapure. It's from Germany. It's one of the few that's, it's actually the only one that's like not from China. And it's a very small, like micronized form of creatine. And through that, you don't have to do loading. In the past, they would have to do loading. So they would have to take like four or five times the doses of creatine that you would normally take ongoing. And when you do that, it would bring a lot of water into the muscle and it would make you swell up and get kind of bulked. And so I think typically too, even women have been afraid like, oh, if I take creatine, it's going to make me like bloat or get big. But if you take a really high quality creatine, it won't. You take a small amount every single day, three to five grams every single day. It doesn't matter what time of day you take it at all. Just make sure you take it every day. And in that, 
you will start to build up these creatine stores in your muscle. It will, it could potentially add like a pound of water overall to your body, but it's in the muscle and it's to help the muscle function better. So I promise it's not adding fat or anything else. It's not really noticeable. And actually, if you did like a body scan, you'd see that you have actually more intracellular water in the muscle. Some of the other interesting things about creatine, they're not as studied, but there's been studies uh, relating them to improve sleep, improve cognition, and various other uh, functions of the body. I would bet more and more that creatine becomes a longevity supplement, not only to help maintain and build muscle, but actually to just uh, maintain and improve cognitive function, sleep, et cetera. And this is one where you really need to think about supplementing with it if you are vegan or plant-based because it only exists really in animal protein. Okay. I have been taking the key on amino acids and a little scoop of creatine and putting them in one sport bottle. And that's what I've been drinking during workouts. And now what I'm hearing is I need to be doing that every day. I would definitely be taking creatine every day for it to ultimately really work and serve your body. The uh, aminos, you don't have like one serving is going to create benefit. Like you don't have to take it every single day, but it's going to have compounding benefits the more that you take it. Okay. This is so instructive. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. So I wanted to ask you also about collagen. So we covered BCAAs, creatine. Can you just talk to me about collagen? Is collagen a source of protein and or amino acids or no? Collagen is technically a protein. It's made up of amino acids. It is not a complete protein. It doesn't have all of the essential amino acids and they're not in a uh, composition or proportions that are ideal for building, maintaining muscle, things like that. So what collagen is great for is it's super high in some non-essential amino acids, proline, hydroxyproline, glycine, that are specifically helpful for skin, hair, nails, et cetera. So I think collagen is a great thing to take for more like aesthetic aging reasons, but I wouldn't count it as part of that 125 grams of protein your doctor is telling you you need to get. Think about it as as another supplement. Do you even have to supplement with collagen if you're eating enough quality meat? It's a good question. I don't think that that specific question has been studied, but here's what has been studied collagen, animal-based collagen that we consume like in a product, it it comes from like the collagen of animals. It comes from their joints, right. et cetera, their skin. And I, I don't like to think about it. Yeah, it's kind of gross, but the main, <laughs> and so a gelatin, gelatin and collagen are the same thing. It's just a hydrolyzed form. The, the idea was, and this is not always the case of the way things work out, is that it'd be like for like, oh, if I eat this, I eat this thing that comes from nature that plays this function in other animals, maybe it'll help me in the same way. Maybe it'll help my joints. Maybe it'll help my skin. And the science has proved it, it does. In isolated studies, people who took the collagen had improvements of these things like skin, hair, nails, joints. So it's one of those things I think for a younger person, it's probably way less relevant the older that we get, supplementing with this thing that doesn't require your body to synthesize these non-essential amino acids and prioritize joints and skin and hair, et cetera, you're kind of like just giving it what it wants for the skin, hair, nails. But there's not been a study that shows, you know, I think it'd be really interesting actually to compare in an older demographic, just taking essential amino acids in a higher dose relative to taking collagen and which produce better results for joint health, skin, hair, nails, nothing like that has been done. In that vein though, Angelo, what if we wanted to eat 
essential amino acids, what are the absolute best sources for that? We touched on it, but I don't think I said explicitly. So if we wanted to eat more amino acids than supplement them, what are the best food sources? They are or lean meat and fish, eggs, dairy. It's animal products tend to have uh, the highest protein digestibility corrected amino acid score which is a mouthful, <laughs> but basically it evaluates different protein sources on how digestible they are. And mm-hmm. then also what is the profile of the amino acids and pretty much across the board, it's, it is animal, it's animal-based proteins. If you're looking towards plant proteins, it's looking at things like soy, buckwheat, quinoa. There's a few okay. others. Yeah. Okay. But if you search that protein digestibility corrected amino acid score, you can get a whole report on like all the different food sources and how they stack up relative to each other. That's for the nerds out there. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. All right, Angelo, I have just one more question and that is about quality because the last thing I want to do is send people in a rush to Amazon and they just start buying something that says amino acids on it or creatine or collagen. Like at the end of the day, Today was largely about essential amino acids. If we are looking for supplementation for essential amino acids, and I can assure you that I will continue (laughs) supplementing with mine, what should we be looking for to discern between quality and not quality? Well, what I'm about to share is based off of research studies over the last 20 years, all publicly available studies for NASA, the NIH, the military, uh, sports, et cetera. You want absolutely to get a formula that has all nine essential amino acids. Some will say essential amino acids and they'll only have eight. Just skip over them. They must, it must have all nine. You definitely don't want to be only buying the BCAAs where it's only three. So just make sure they have all nine. Uh, the second thing I'd look for is if you are uh, plant-based and you don't want an animal-based one, make sure it says that it's vegan or plant-based. They, not all of them are. Uh, the third thing you want to look for is that the that the proportions are transparent. So in lots of products, you'll go and look and it'll say uh, five grams essential amino acids, proprietary blend, and it'll list them all out, but you can't tell how much leucine is there, isoleucine, valine. So they could be putting a lot of one amino acid in there that you don't really need that much of. That's a cheaper one to make. You don't actually know what you're consuming. So make sure that it tells you the exact amount of milligrams for each essential amino acid. After that, then you really want to be looking at certain proportions. And these are the proportions that have come out of, again, the last 20 years of research. And it's, it's many different academics from different institutions that have built upon each other's research to determine this. You start with proportions that are equal to what is in our human skeletal muscle. So if you were to measure our muscle, there's a certain amount of each essential amino acid. You then increase the leucine to 40%, and then you increase the isoleucine and valine to higher amounts to match their original proportions, and you increase the lysine, which is the fourth kind of most important essential amino acid, because it's slower to get into the muscle, to stimulate the muscle protein synthesis. That formula is going to leave you with what you'll find on Keon Amino. So if you go to getkeon.com and you, or Amazon, wherever you go and you see exactly what that is, you want about those proportions. I mean, I would just get those exact proportions. Those are the ones that were used in all these important studies. But like, if it's way off from that, like don't, you, you could potentially do more harm than good. So just, you, you really want to have like those proportions. And then after that, I would just like 
look to make sure there's not a bunch of extra junk in there. Like if there's a bunch of other weird ingredients, you don't need other ingredients. You don't, um, you don't really need other amino acids. Sometimes they'll add other types of amino acids in there. They'll add caffeine. You don't need caffeine. You don't need any of these other things. Okay, that's really helpful. Yeah, I was going to say the cheat code is right here. I'm holding one of my Keons and the cheat codes right there, like all the proportions are right there in milligrams. And so that can be the cheat code. I'm just gonna get yours if that's cool with you. But what I didn't realize I mean obviously is- that's what obviously that's what I'd recommend. <laughs> but just trying to be like fair to, you know, to education's sake. I so appreciate it. And what I did not realize is I didn't even know to look for a vegan label. So yours is vegan and non-GMO um and gluten free, incidentally. That is fantastic. But I asked you before the show, I was like, look, first of all, actually I want to honor you and acknowledge you because Angelo, I asked you if you could come on and just talk to us objectively and you really have done so. But now I want to hype you up because I really like what you're doing and I really like your product. So I asked you guys, if we did the show together, can we give my listeners a discount? And you gave us 20% off. So that's so cool because this stuff is not cheap. Like, let's be honest, it's not cheap. And you gave us 20% off. I don't know how long that will be available, but if you guys want to try I Keon, I'm going to give you that promo code. But Angelo, I so appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate that you're willing to share all this information with us. And if we get some FAQs that come in, can we get back with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just I'm grateful that you've got this show, Ella, and that you're providing this kind of education for your audience. And, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or get the show notes and all the links shared today at onairella.com. There's no with, it's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.